0: So obviously want to dig into the new album, the tour, your mustache. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, did, <laughs> did did want to talk about the upcoming tour that we got you coming in a few weeks here to the Hollywood Palladium, kind of closing out the tour and wanted to talk manic and uh, songwriting and a few other things with you. But dude... Take me back to March of 2020. I mean, there's no way to ignore what we've been kind of enduring for these past couple of years. You guys had just recently put out pressure. I mean, it wasn't that old of an album. Got to see you at the Glass House on the headlining tour, playing a bunch of tunes off of that album. But then the pandemic hits, all the touring gets canceled. At what point do you start writing Manic? Was it pretty quickly?
1: Yeah, it was pretty immediate. Um... We had finished Pressure in, like, March of 2019, I believe. We had done, uh, we did a U.S. headliner on it, a U.K. headliner on it, and then an Australian support tour. So, yeah, it kind of, we didn't really get to do a whole lot with it, but I think we did enough for the direction of the next album to be super clear to me and kind of just be inspired of, like, you know, playing new songs on the road, like, seeing what worked and, and what didn't and uh, so on and so forth, but... Um, Yeah, the writing for Manic pretty much started immediately. For the past, you know, 10 years or so, like we've all been playing at least one show a month, you know what I mean? And as we became a more established band, then we started doing, you know, 150 shows a year, so on and so forth. And I had to still feel like, you know, I was in a band. And uh, the way that I do that is, is writing the music and uh, the content for it just came supernaturally with, you know, everything that's going on in the world. And, you know, I, I certainly didn't want to write like a COVID record, you know what I mean? And <laughs> call it like quarantine or, you know what I mean? Like, I just wanted to, to you know, write about like a lot of the emotions and, and things that, you know, were gone through in the year. So in in a way, like it is certainly inspired by like the world events, which happen to be COVID. But I definitely tried my hardest not to make it a COVID record.
0: You know, speaking of uh, this new record, I recently talked to uh, Will Putney about his new Fit for an Autopsy record, and I noticed he had a little uh, writing assist on Manic, but I forgot to ask him, which track did he work on with you?
1: Uh, Death Roll. Ah. The Heavy Boy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Super Heavy Boy. Now it makes sense. Yeah, That
1: was uh, me, uh, Will Putney, and then uh, Jeremy McKinnon from A Day to Remember.
0: Beautiful, and and how about how long did that take? And and imagine Jeremy called up Will, or did you already know him?
1: I had never met Will before, um, and I think uh, Dana Remember worked with him on Last Chance to Dance on their last record. And when I brought the idea to Jeremy, uh, we were just kind of talking about, you know, making the heaviest song on our record called Death Roll because, you know, we're a bunch of Florida boys, and we love gators and so on and so forth, and he's like, dude, like, Will Punny would, you know, slay this, so... We all hopped on a Zoom call, and I think we wrote the song in, like, three hours from there. It was just, you know, putting everything together and and so on and so forth. So, super fun, though.
0: Awesome. And, you know, speaking of the Zoom call, I was going to ask you about that, too. Did you have to kind of write this record over Zoom with the guys, or were you able to get in the studio together? I mean, obviously, when it came time for recording, but during the writing process.
1: So, a lot of it I did myself, um, and then we did a couple of cabin retreats as, as wage war, uh, I think we did two different ones, and we would kind of get together and put finishing touches on songs and stuff, which was super cool. We'd never done anything like that before. But, yeah, I mean, there definitely was a lot of Zoom writing. I'm not—I'm trying to think of how many songs that uh, Zoom wrote that ended up on the record. I think it was just that one, and then everything else was either in person or, you know, in the studio.
0: And uh, speaking of writing and producing, uh, interesting to see that uh, – You getting first time producing credits on Manic and and talk about uh, that change this time around.
1: I think it's something that I probably should have stepped up on, you know, a little while ago, but um, I really felt on this record more than ever that, you know, like a lot of the ideas and production stuff that I brought to the table were things that ended up getting used or ideas that, you know, inspired. So I've been working on it, you know, ever since, you know, I was a kid. Like I became a writer because I was the first one to get a recording program and, you know, start doing that kind of thing. And then, um, you know, sat down and, you know, I'm always trying to get better at at what I do. And and, and in this instance, it just seemed to work out. And so that's super exciting for me as well.
0: Do you ever see a situation where you end up like a Will Putney that you're so busy producing that you you stay home and don't go out on the road? Or or is the road too important for you?
1: That's hard to say. I mean, at this point in my life and at this age and, you know, marital status and whatnot, you know, being on the road is, is a fine thing for me. So, (laughs) <laughs> um you know maybe priorities change at some point in life but i don't think that'll be any day soon we uh i feel like in, in some ways we're just kind of getting started so we're excited for what's to come and a lot of a lot of cool things that are already happening this year and as we look towards the end of the year and stuff like it just everything seems to be super cool
0: speaking about uh you and and writing really cool to see a co-write on the new falling and reverse track zombified and talk about getting together with ronnie for that track I've actually
1: been uh, lucky enough to work on the past three, Drugs, Popular Monster, and um, Zombified. I'm trying to think of like where I first met Ronnie. We're managed by the same company, and I think that, I think he had heard Stitch or something, and he was just like, who wrote that riff? And uh, I manager I was like, oh, that's Cody from Wage War. And that's another one of our clients. And I think it was Warp 2018 was the first time that we like hung out and we spent a couple nights. They were on like two weeks of the tour. We were on the whole thing. So a couple nights after the show was over, we would just go hang with Ronnie. And um, yeah, we just garnered a you know supernatural uh, or uh, not supernatural, but super natural <laughs> friendship. And um, he's you know one of my favorite people to work with. He's so talented. Like everything that he does is just gold and you know zombified is like really really i think his best work and um i'm super fortunate i've done that and um i mean as a songwriter it's changed my life that's my first number one it's my first gold record and my first platinum record so or popular monster is so i owe a lot to ronnie and uh i'm thankful to be someone that he likes to work with and i have a great time doing it so hopefully there's more and um you know we we stay collaborating and but super super honored to, to be a part of that for sure
0: and I imagine as much fun as you're having in the studio, having as much fun with them out there, out on the road, touring with them as well. Yeah,
1: we're, we're day three today. I'm, uh, I'm actually on our bus right now looking at uh, thousands of Cincinnati Bengals fans because our venue is right <laughs> next door to a playoff game tonight.
0: Oh, man.
1: Um, go so Bengals. It's pretty wild out there. Do what?
0: I said go Bengals.
1: Yeah. Well, they're taking on the Raiders. Isn't that more your speed?
0: I'm uh, more Rams, SoCal. We we got the Rams back, so I'm I'm going for the Rams on Monday night, which I'm not feeling great about.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the tour's been awesome so far. Um, you know, we're three days in. Everyone's still kind of working through the kinks of, you know, lights and show stuff and getting in the groove. But we're having a blast so far. The first two shows are sold out, and it's just been absolutely crushing
0: speaking of uh, southern california but going south a little bit to like orange county near disneyland was the last time i saw you out there with beartooth back in what was that yeah. september uh, and that was early on in the uh i think it was like second or third show and man caleb broke down on stage just being so emotional being to be back out there on stage i imagine that was a great tour sure. for you as well
1: we had the best time man the beartooth guys are just absolute sweethearts and I think given the circumstances of being one of the first rock tours out and really wanting to, like, show that this can happen, uh, we really, like, hunkered down and bonded together to make sure that we got through all 30 shows, and we did. No cancellations, no nothing. They really, some of our best friends we've met since, you know, being in this wild and crazy business and super genuinely good people and, in my opinion, one of the best bands out right now. But, yeah, we had an absolute blast with them.
0: I feel like you should get like a badge or a medal or a ribbon or something for doing a tour and not having any <laughs> any cancellations due to COVID or anything. Getting through a full tour like that, you should get some sort of badge of honor. And I imagine other bands, yeah. other bands calling you to say, like, how'd you do it, bro? What's the secret? What's the trick?
1: Yep, they sure did. And uh, I, I think, I mean, to this day, we still might be the only one that didn't have a cancellation or anything it's definitely you know unprecedented times for touring but you know i'm happy to see that's back and you know i think people need live music and it's uh it's more apparent than ever at these shows like seeing people have that like you know just that escape you know like there's just so much like dark weird like you know panicky news and stuff that like everywhere you turn it's just like negative and specifically for like our style of music i feel like people find like hope and you know even if it's just a release or like you know obviously we're an aggressive band so even if you just want to get out there and like jump around and you know mosh or do whatever you do like you know i, I feel like it's music has been more important than ever uh and even live music at that people need human interaction and people need to be in a, a crowded room full of people that you know that are all singing along and going through the same thing so i think it's uh i think it's a beautiful thing to see live music back
0: Amen to that, man Yeah, after not having it for a year And then getting it back It's like It's, it's a religious experience now Every show is just that release And that tune out And, and putting the phone away for a while And putting your problems away and, and like you said Just screaming along to your favorite song Nothing better than that
1: Yeah, dude No kidding
0: Hey, one other uh, bromance I wanted to ask you about. Uh, I saw on Twitter, more kind of during the pandemic, you and uh, Maddie Mullins of Memphis Mayfire. Are you guys neighbors?
1: Uh, basically, he lives about seven minutes uh, down the road from me, and uh,
0: <laughs> we see each other every single day. So,
1: yeah, man, that's one of my best friends is one of my brothers, man. Love him to death.
0: And I imagine uh, there's going to be some writing credits on their new album then, too, I would imagine.
1: Uh, Yeah, of the the songs that they've released so far, I I got to work with them on on some of these new songs, and uh, and Maddie actually worked on True Colors on Manic with me, so we definitely took some time over the pandemic to just kind of get together, and it's like we're already best friends. We might as well just sit down and write songs that we love, so yeah, man, we got to write some really cool songs together, and uh, I'm happy that they're starting to come out, and I'm happy that ours is out too, True Colors, so.
0: Love it, man! I love it. And, and what do you guys bond over outside of music? Is it barbecue, or what's what's the thing outside of music that you guys bond on?
1: Yeah, I mean barbecue's a big one. Um, me and Matt are like very much the same person as far as just like we people persons, however you would say that. And I think we just really thrive on like just hanging out. And we have a we have an incredible community down in, in Spring Hill, full of you know, there's about probably twelve to fifteen of us, and it's just. Uh, it's a real encouraging group of people and you know, it's all different walks of life. You got, you know, metal musicians, people in, you know, the Christian music world, you've got business owners and all of that stuff and um a cool group of people that um build each other up and like to hang out and cut loose and, you know, barbecue, throw baseball, bonfires, uh, kayaks, sling mud around in fields. It's pretty insane. It's uh it's hard it's hard to explain, but it is truly something special, so
0: and uh, last thing I got for you, Cody. I appreciate all the time, but uh, we're one of those old school radio stations. We uh, bow down to Metallica every night at 10 p.m. Mandatory Metallica. We do. You're going to be a part oh, yeah. of it. Wanted to talk a little Metallica with you. With you being a rhythm guitarist, man, everyone always makes so much up about James's right hand. Is it? It's all about the right hand being a rhythm player, isn't it? Sure is. That's my idol right there. And is is James I, uh... an inspiration for that right hand? Absolutely,
1: yeah. I uh, I take absolutely everything I can because of James Atfield. Um <laughs> And to this day, I mean, I'm I'm still learning, you know, Metallica riffs and you know, it, I, being being the age that I am, like Metallica was just a little bit before my time as far as like, you know, when when I grew up on on it. But um, I really, I'd say in the past like five years, came into it um, and just in, in a full blown, you know, Metallica head. So um yeah it's it's insane we've uh we've gotten to play uh one yeah we played one festival with metallica and it was unbelievable it was my 24th birthday actually oh no way yeah we played uh it was rock on the it's called rock on the range at the time right um and we had played earlier that day and then metallica played that night so i got to spend my birthday watching metallica which is not not a bad way
0: (laughs) i was surprised you were still standing at that point i'm imagine everyone be plowing you booze all day
1: yeah it was it was pretty wild time but we made it so <laughs>
0: <laughs> and lastly just uh cody pick a uh, M- uh metallica tune to play on mandatory metallica for us
1: thanks bro we really appreciate y'all support and uh and sticking with us so we'll see you soon